Hey, podcast listener, even if you are alone in your entrepreneurial pursuit, know that today, right now in your earbuds, you are joined by thousands of entrepreneurs all around the globe seeking to do the same thing you are. If you want to know more about this program or this podcast or want to get barraged by a lot of annoying pop-ups, check out our website, lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Yeah, buddy, it's Thursday morning. It's the new year. It's 2012, baby. And the world hasn't... When is the world supposed to end? Let's hope not before this podcast gets published. It's time for another Lifestyle Business Podcast, baby, where we believe building a business is the ideal way to create more freedom and opportunity for you, your family, and those around you. Those around me is my captain, my co-host, the CEO, yeah, the man made famous primarily by this podcast, the man who puts the pay into paycheck. Welcome to the call, Ian. How are you doing? That was a hell of an introduction. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's been a while uh, since we've done a podcast. Um, it's been a pretty amazing holiday for me. Uh, so much stuff has gone down in terms of the news. Um, I just want to say, you know, one of the things that happened for me, Ian, is that I met probably like just over 10 podcast listeners when I was in New York City. In retrospect, I should have thrown a little party. You know, we have this concept called the silent majority. You know, it, it, just by the numbers, Ian, 99% of the people who've ever listened to this podcast, they don't contact us. We don't know who they are. We don't know what they're like. Um, but me and you are in sort of this unique position that we're always traveling and we don't have jobs. So we're, we're meeting a lot of our listeners. And yeah. it is insanely inspiring. I love meeting people from that silent majority and hearing about their businesses and it's humbling. It's impressive. Um, these guys, they have amazing guys and gals, amazing businesses, amazing sets of passions. So thank you so much for meeting us whenever you can. It's, it's an honor. It's, it's awesome. It is so crazy. It is so crazy to contact people that have like bought your products or have them contact you. I mean, it happens to us all the time uh, on the product side of the business where we have customers that just buy our stuff repeatedly and we never hear from them until you actually contact them. And so it is really cool to get to meet up with uh, all these people and that's going to be one of our points here moving forward. Yeah, today we're going to talk about four important lifestyle business trends for you know 2012 and we're going to talk about the kinds of things that we're going to be doing to participate in these trends um, and hopefully you will join us. First, we've got a question from listener Michael Burton. Uh, he's talking a little bit about information overload, and I think he's sort of giving us an intellectual challenge because I know Michael has a business already rolling. But his challenge is, is what would you guys say if you could just publish one post and that was like the last post that anybody could read and then they had to run off and basically just produce. They couldn't consume any more information. Do you have... Uh, like sort of a, a really earnest answer to that question, Ian, do you have like a single post or a single blog that you would say, you know, what's the last place URL you would send somebody before they'd have to close off their computer to consumption and just create businesses for the next few months? That's a really, really difficult question. And this is something that we obviously spent a couple minutes talking about here before the show started. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's, if there's necessarily one, one post or one thing you know, before uh, you send somebody off, I think you know it's 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 those thousand thousand days that we're talking about. Uh, it takes a thousand days to to really get going and really start to get your business off the ground, really start to get paid, really start to become an expert. Uh, 
Right. Um, and and so you know to put it all on one post, it seems a, a bit ridiculous. Right. Uh, I don't I don't think it's necessarily possible. But I guess if I had to if I had to send him away with one thing, it would uh, it would probably just be a couple words. I don't I don't, I don't know if I'd write a post. It it probably goes something like hustle, hustle, or hustle. <laughs> Uh, I like that answer. I didn't know you were going to give that answer. That's a good one. If I were going to answer Michael's question earnestly at this point in time, I would probably say go to AdsenseFlippers.com, read the entire archive, and then shut down your computer to consumption. And I think that that's the closest thing to a compelling blueprint I've seen in a long time on the web. I love the oh, guy. Joe and Justin are giggling right now. I'm those, sure they're getting a kick out of that. Those guys are awesome. I'm actually going to get on a plane to go visit them. And I think you're coming with me um, because they're, they're that awesome. But So that, that would be the, the roadmap. You know? And then the other way to answer the question is similar to what you were saying is it, it's really an attitude. And I don't really believe in this duality of consumption versus production. I don't think like if you consume more, you're going to produce less kind of thing. They're not like... Um, so diametrically opposed. So like I consume a ton of stuff, but I have no problem con uh, you know, producing it. And what's, what's the reason for that? Well, it's, I've got something to do. So I think people are struggling with defining what to do. And I can understand that. Um, if you are struggling you know, with what to do, I think the best thing to do is to get a gig or a job um, with somebody that you admire because they're going to help you out. They're going to give you tons of stuff to do. And then you, the rubber's really going to start hitting the road for you. Yeah, I want to stop uh, doing what I actually did just a minute ago, which is just just uh, giving flip answers like hustle in 2012. I'm going to stop doing that because a lot of people don't necessarily understand what hustle hustle means. Maybe I'm, I don't understand exactly what hustle means. So I think uh, giving out some actionable advice like you just did there is, uh, is, is really good, really good. You make me blush. So let's move on to the meat and potatoes, Ian. Today we're going to talk about four... Uh, trends that we see for lifestyle business, location-independent business, in 2012. The first one, Ian, is micro-publishing. Um, I'm currently working on a post with you called How to Make a Living by Blogging. And we had an awesome experience last year by blogging, obviously. We made $30,000 in profit vis-a-vis -vis writing blog posts. And we've been writing blog posts for about 24 months now. So we've got a little bit of insight into how this gets done. And I got to say, Ian, I think that there is insane amounts of money for people to make money by becoming micro-publishers. And I think that there's a lot of bad information about how to do it well. And one of the things that people tend to do is emulate the kind of thing that we're doing. So it's sort of weird, right? Because if you want to make money by blogging, you should not start something like the Lifestyle Business Podcast. It's a very bad way to make money online. Yeah. And Ian and I, in some ways, had the luxury to start this podcast because we didn't need to make money off of it, number one. Um, so we could do something a little bit more indulgent, like share kind of our general ideas. Um, and, and also, we had the credibility. So we could come on the show and say, um, you know, we have a business that does real stuff and it makes a million dollars. So that would be a reason for you to listen to what we have to say about random crap, right? Whereas right. a lot of people, they end up emulating stuff like this and they don't have that background of credibility. Right. So, 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 you know, don't, what you're saying here is don't write a blog about just traveling around the world. 
Yes. And, or if if you do want to write a blog about traveling around the world, that's great. Your family's probably going to read it, and you're you know you're probably going to have some readers, but the chances that you're going to be able to monetize that are, are pretty low. Yeah. And so if what you're going after is is monetization, then wouldn't necessarily recommend that. And I and I say that because people that ask that question or people that are looking to start a blog. Um, are usually looking to start it to monetize it for it to become a living. Now, if you want to, if you want to start a living as as a blogger, you're basically saying, "I want to be a writer for a living." Yeah, uh, that's magic. I want to be a journalist. And yeah. what journalists do, and what writers do, is they research and they experience. And a lot of what we talk about on the LBP and a lot of what we talk about on the blogs is based on our experience. You and know, so that's yeah. where I think a lot of this value is coming from. So you will find blogs out there and you will find uh, podcasts out there where people are just um, kind of shooting the shit and talking a lot about their ideas and the way that they, things, they think things should go and, and all that stuff. And th- that's one percenters though. Like this one. one. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And it's a bad way to make money. You know, you just said that travel, like I am so confident I've got this figured out now and I know it's just survivor's bias and I'm being lame, but you know, if I, instead of doing a travel blog, Ian, what I would do if I were traveling is I would start a blog that helps expats make real estate investments or helps people make um, overseas investments. You know how like everybody talks about like the beach property in Nicaragua or whatever. Well, when I like go to Nicaragua, I would interview everybody and like find out the local stuff and like publish every day about it, you know? No question that will lead to monetization. Um, if I would just give an open inv- invite, I feel so passionately about the opportunities for micro publishing. If you email me, Dan at Lifestyle Business Podcast, with your blog topic, I will just send you back win or lose. Like I'll tell you whether I think it's a winner or a loser. And Ian, if you're capable of producing a thousand words a day and you're good with writing and you're good with researching and talking to people, I do believe that it's a no-brainer. Like this is totally within the realm of possibility that within six to twelve months you could be generating twenty to forty thousand dollars of personal income off of a micro blog, a high-end authority site that solves specific problems for people. Um, I, I think I can call it, man. I think I can call winners and losers, and this all coincides with Ning. Uh, oftentimes, I'm a huge believer in in the possibilities that are handed down by that software. Ning is white label Facebook software for your private online communities. We use it for ours. And I do believe that this is like, this is like a superpower Iron Man suit for, for people that are publishers. And so if you're thinking about um, you know, doing this micro-publishing gig, absolutely sign up for a free Ning account and check out the capabilities there. Let's get moving what on. What we were talking about before is um, that, you know, and this goes with the power of Ning, is that the silent majority. So a lot of our silent majority that we have from the blogs is starting to show up in our Ning community. Yeah. And these are people that have never commented before. These are people that have never emailed before, but they have a lot to offer. I mean, some of the, like, the heavy hitters uh, we're finding are the ones that have, have never said a word to us before. And they're showing up in this Ning community, and then all of a sudden you're collaborating. So it's really yeah. tough, I think, uh, if you have a blog and you just have a comment section. Uh, and oh. so Ning is where it's at. And, and uh, I could go on forever about this, but I don't want to talk about my ass just yet, but there is a, a, almost a weird correlation between the people who comment and the people who pay. So it, it, you, suffice it to say, if you are only listening to your commenters, you will be very misleaded about who your readership is and what they want. So let's get moving on to the second. That's not, that's not a distraction. Anybody who wants to comment, though, please do. <laughs> it's not a distraction against that, but 
um, there is an odd relationship there that I'm still sussing out for myself. Yeah, you can you can interact in the comments, and we do, but the deeper conversations aren't happening in the comments. That's true. That's true. All right. So number two, um, we believe there's a huge opportunity in 2012 in Southeast Asia in general, but also for tropical MBA style interns. You know, Ian, the idea that you could change somebody's life, let them live their dream and learn about entrepreneurship and only have to pay them $1,000 to do it is a concept that has been magic for us. It's been magic for most of the people involved that have done it. And I would maybe go so far to say all of them. And, you know, it's still difficult to explain it to people or to convince them that they're capable of doing it themselves. So I do believe that the number one thing that entrepreneurs undervalue is their experience as entrepreneurs. It's almost like, it's yeah. weird. It's like a weird sort of lack of self-confidence. Like I just run this business that does this random X thing. Who would want to work with me? Who would want to, you know? And, and I'm still close enough to, to being in a job and wanting this lifestyle so badly that I always just raise my hand and say, I would have worked for you. I would have yeah. loved to have worked for you. And my real hope is that in 2012, we can inspire more people who are working alone, who are sitting listening to this podcast in their home office, you know, that they think about the opportunity to provide somebody with the knowledge that they have, to give them the front row pass to the magic that is a successful lifestyle business. People don't realize how, how impactful that can be. Like I've probably told the story before, but when I was in college, I worked for a guy that ran like a auto repair slash uh, race car shop. And I'm obviously into cars and that was a good fit for me at the time. But you know, one of the main reasons I took that job is because I got to work directly with the owner, the guy that owned this business. And like he taught me about how the business ran. Like I got to see how his life was. Um, he, he, he gave me some of the most powerful uh, information that I've ever heard, which is uh, you don't want to work on other people's cars for the rest of your life. You want to drive your own <laughs> exotic cars for the rest of your life. So I thought that was pretty good. And uh, so thank you for that, Mickey, if you're listening. But, um, you know, back to the back to the point here is um, it's it's really valuable if you can if you can put somebody next to you and one of the things we're talking about is just how hard it is still to articulate a program like the tropical MBA to people and I think that's something that hopefully we're gonna be able to do better in 2012 I mean we talk about it all the time people can read about it but I've 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 still had and you still had people say well how does that exactly work you know what what do you mean about that and I think because it's so new uh, we have to keep articulating it in ways that it's going to make sense for people to understand, hopefully more in this next new year. Right. Because the, the, and a lot of the silent majority of this podcast listenership are folks that are running very, very successful businesses, you know, enough to generate six figures of personal income for them. And they're, you know, making big contributions to their retirement accounts and, and saving for college and everything. Yet they still haven't made that leap to, to bring on an intern. And I think definitely one of they don't see the opportunity or, you know, they're worried about it for one reason or another. And what I'd like to do in 2012 is make that path clearer for people. If they want to go down that route, um, I want to help them go down that route. And uh, that's a big, big trend. I think in general, you know, there's a lot of things that are conspiring to make that a trend. People want to come to Asia. They want to travel. Um, the job market sucks. Uh, and, you know, this, this idea of uh, apprenticeship is back on the rise again. And yeah. I think, you know, we owe it to the entrepreneurial community to do a better job 
of making that a process that people can get involved in. And we'll be working on that with the tropicalworkforce.com here in the next few weeks. It's a big priority for us. So number three, number three trend, offshore corporations. Yes, something that in the past has been reserved for the rich jet set and balling is now available to even schlubs like Ian and myself. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Plane ticket away from Hong Kong. So this year we're going to be learning more and more about the offshore corporations. My little piece of advice here, these offshore corporations, it can be fairly confusing unless you're our buddy Matt who just seems to know everything about all of this stuff and he has been a wealth of information for us and it's been awesome having him around and we'll continue to talk to him about this stuff. But um, you know, companies like Facebook, I guess they, they do the double Irish yep. uh, and all these other large companies, I think Budweiser and all the companies, all the, all the big baller companies have been doing this for a long time. But what's emerging is that smaller businesses, specifically smaller internet businesses, can really take advantage of the tax um, situations that are going on with yeah. these offshore corporations. And in particular, this is the case if you have any kind of intense international travel schedule. Um, so I, I think, you know, um, we need to talk a lot more in detail about that this year as we learn ourselves. Um, but yes, if you are running international, or if you're running an e-business and you, you travel internationally quite a bit, uh, I think the Delaware C Corp and the Nevada LLC are, sure, they're great, but they're, they're not in vogue anymore. They are 10, 15 years ago. You know, right now, I think what we're seeing is it's Singapore, it's, it's Hong Kong, and there's better opportunities in places like that and further afield. So we're gonna be exploring that stuff in 2012. Number four, number four big trend for lifestyle business is in-person meetings. And yes. it's, I don't know, this on the surface, this seems like a non-profound point, but we gotta remember, these kinds of businesses that we're running didn't really exist before 2005 um, in mass. There was definitely exceptions of people before that, um, especially at our level, you know, um, and the, the four hour work week was only published in 2007. And so what in terms of a trend, you're seeing a lot more people get there, like the amount of people that would have met me in New York City, you know, um, without really even announcing it two years ago would have been two. You know, but now it's 10 because these people are their businesses are working, the, you know, the ones that they set up based on this model. And it's what we're also seeing is how critical being around the other people doing the same stuff is. You know, there, there's a reason why companies pull people into offices, you know. Yeah. And and so what we're seeing is gravity emerge. I mean, initially after the four hour work week, it was definitely a big pull to Buenos Aires. There's a lot of people moving there. Um, now what we're seeing here in Southeast Asia is there's a lot of people in Southern China. There's a lot of people in the Shenzhen, Hong Kong area. There's a lot of people in Chiang Mai, uh, particularly bloggers. And there's a lot of people here in Bali. Um, particularly here in Bali, we're seeing a more affiliate marketing, niche site kind of internet marketer types. Yeah, and it's important to note that we had to make a decision or we made a decision last um, July about where we were going to get a place um, in Southeast Asia. We were pretty confident that we wanted to be there for at least a year, and uh, we kind of thought about Thailand and um, all the uh, a couple other spots in Southeast Asia. But we finally um, settled on Bali, and so we plopped down, you know, the twenty grand, made the investment. And the main reason we made the investment is because we knew that there was going to be 
some kind of gravity around that, or hopefully we're going to create some gravity around that. And, you know, not, not for no purpose, obviously the purpose of the gravity would be to meet other people, yeah. um, like-minded people and hopefully strike up some really meaningful re- relationships, which by the way, um, we've struck up some really meaningful relationships in 2011. Yeah. And um, because of the gravity. It is. And, and the, and the, the broader lesson here is if you don't have a, an accountability partner in your business, somebody that you call once a week and talk for an hour about what you accomplish and what you're going to do next week, that's your first priority. Your next priority is if you don't have a mastermind group, some people that you get on the phone with and bounce ideas off about where you're going with your business, that's your second priority. And then I think this, the lessons learned from those first two actions lead to this. It's like, it's not just good enough to be randomly wandering around or randomly living in a city. Um, you know, you want to create that gravity that you're talking about. You want to create that attraction of like minds, people that are coming together. It's magic. You know, uh, our buddy, uh, our new buddy, Justin, uh, just walked into my living room last night, knocked on the door and said, I'm here. And we had a magical two hour conversation about, you know, the next steps and, and what led him to make these decisions and, and suffered and, and commiserated through some recollections of the types of conversations that you have when people aren't following the path that you're following, you know, and it's, those are difficult conversations and they don't help you, uh, to, to take the next steps. And I, th- I think owning, owning an internet business can be, can be a bit lonely, but it can also be like, um, a bit isolating. Like, uh, you know, some of some of the people that we've met over the past year have have really been impactful to our business, and I don't think necessarily they would have had an impact if we just met them online, um, because the interactions usually only go so far. Even if you're talking to guys on Skype, as soon as you meet somebody in person, you know, like you met Wes the other day, yeah. um, then we end up working with some stuff. I mean, as soon as you meet guys in person, like it's it's game on. You know, you're you're hugging. You're slapping yeah. hands, and then you're doing business together. So really important. I think um, moving forward in 2012 that we create um, other other places of gravity, especially in Bali for us. Yeah, and you mentioned Wes. I can think of you know, you know, over a handful of people that I met over this break that I admire so much. And um, even people that are just getting started, I admired their uh, inspiring qualities, their panache to go do it, or their idea, or the way that they approach stuff, you know? A lot of people think that it's such a one-way ball game. It's like, I can't even talk to these guys unless, um, but you know, I have a big business too, but I'm looking at so many of the people that are just getting started and and they're a great writer. They've got a cool idea in the fashion industry or whatever. And, um, wow, I'm just, I'm so inspired by it. It's so amazing to see the community coming together and coalesce. And that's going to be a big priority in 2012 for us is more gravity, you know, more of that relationships being around people that are inspirations. And it was a great break um, in that respect. So let's get moving on to the quick tips, tricks, and or funny jokes section. All right, everybody, this is gonna be a quick little section, but one of the things that I did a lot over break was read. I am, that's my passion. I think that's what I would call my nature state. Like if I wasn't allowed to generate enterprises and make money, I would probably yes. just wake up every day and read books. That's like pretty much just my favorite thing to do. I, I don't know why. I just like it. That's what's, that's my thing. Because information, man, it's baller. It's I, expanding. It's hard to get new ideas. For me, at least, it's hard to get new ideas without without reading yeah. um, or without like, you know, 
having some kind of input in my brain. I mean, if you like stumble around on your own for two days, I mean, the thoughts only go so far. So, <laughs> Especially with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I was just thinking about how expansive reading a book can be. And someone was telling me they didn't read fiction. And I, and I was just saying, well, you know, this morning I was reading this story uh, written by Hemingway. It was about a uh, bullfighter. And, and this bullfighter, I don't know if you know this, but these bullfighters, they go into rings and they kill bulls. They, that's what they, they, it's not like that's some, they do. it's not some dance. Like they're actually killing the freaking things. And um, yeah. it's it just this amazing opportunity to see that world. You know, what a magical teleportation, you know, uh, when I was reading that story. And so, yeah, it's, it's an incredibly expansive activity and it's super fun. And, and we both got new Kindles together and this this piece of functionality next, has been next year, by the way, next year it'll be Porsches, right? Let's <laughs> <laughs> <I just> hope so. <laughs> there's one there's only one thing I like to do more than read. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, you can push down on, on the, the keypad in the new Kindle and easily highlight passages. And then yeah. it, it puts them onto a clipping section in your Kindle and then you can download them to your computer. And if you're a yep. writer, thinker, blogger, whatever, this is an amazing piece of functionality because you just have a list of all the cool shit that you read. I totally did that. One of the one of the shortcomings I think of the Kindle that I guess they're addressing now is like as like a reference book, like it's very like I read like the Four Hour Body on the Kindle. It's a massive book, I guess, but it was like very hard um, without like taking notes right. uh, to use it as like a reference book to like go back. I mean, you you, you flip through an encyclopedia, and it's fairly easy, but if you imagine an encyclopedia on the Kindle, it's like a it's a bit of a nightmare. So. Um, so these uh, these these shortcuts are are pretty cool, and actually we got the cheapest Kindle. I think it was like seventy nine bucks or something like yeah. that. So we don't even have probably the the best functionality out there. No, we don't have keyboards. We don't have the three G, and we have ads on them. But I, I love it. I mean, it's been fantastic. The new version is so much lighter and easier to use. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm in love with the device. So absolutely, if you haven't taken the step forward to get the Kindle and to get Caliber, so you can put. Um, sort of pirated books onto your your Kindle as well. I mean, I buy and pirate, you know, at to taste, depending on my moral flavor of the day. Uh, a couple of things I'd like to point you to is uh, Stephen King's book on writing. Uh, if you're, in any way you're curious about writing or in, in an incredible creative story of craftsmanship and workheartedness, you know, Stephen King is a, is a true inspiration in that in that respect. And speaking of writing, something I've been very curious about over the break is uh, just writing well in general and what that means. And probably um, the, the seminal work in the world on that is called The Elements of Style by Strunk and White. And if you do get that book off of Amazon, um, it can pretty much replace any how to blog blog that you have ever read in one fail swoop of a book. Ooh. Yes. So any any how to blog blogger can, that's listening to this can just... Uh, Add the next post and just link to the elements of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, everybody, thank you for joining us in 2012 on the LBP. We'll see you on Twitter at anything Ian at Tropical MBA and uh, in the comments section. All right, Ian, see you next week. Booyah. Thanks for listening. Don't be shy. We've got a mailing list, lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Go there, get yourself signed up, and we'll keep you up to date on everything.